have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality T Times Two, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing the final episode of The Golden Bachelor. So, I have mentioned that we're going to be doing this episode with Meryl, who, if you remember, was on our fourth episode, the Pickball episode. So. She's going to be here to discuss uh, the finale episode. So before we do, we're going to talk a little hot goss, scary related. Um, I'm also going to talk about the poll that we did. So didn't get a lot of movement on the poll and other social media. But of course, I hate to say it, but X came through. We had a pretty decent poll going. Um, on whether or not who do we think is going to be the next Golden Bachelorette. But guess what, guys? We didn't get a Golden Bachelorette. We didn't get an announcement for Golden Bachelorette. But here we are. (laughs) We'll still have some fun with this poll that we did that we didn't get answers to. Now, there was some speculation on whether or not it's a good idea to have that many older men who may have views that may not link up, you know, but anyways, nonetheless, I have I did a poll on Twitter X. Honestly, I don't even care. Um, and I basically said, who do you think is going to be the next Bachelorette? Now, I said that um, I believe that I said in my heart of hearts is probably I want it's probably going to be Faith and I would be OK with that. But I've always been rooting for Joan to be the next Bachelorette, Golden Bachelorette. But here's what y'all thought. So I had 27 people vote on this poll. And here's what you thought. 33.3% thought it would be Joan. Okay. Uh, actually, I should probably say, well, we go through this way. We only have three people. If you remember, we had Joan, Ellen, and Faith. Ellen 
had 22.2% of the votes, and Faith had 44.4% of the votes. I think we can all agree who the next Bachelorette is going to be, or we would like to be. But honestly, with how this season ended, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if some of our thoughts have changed. But anyways, before we head into the hot goss that I did find, uh, I do want to say kind of obviously kind of putting this out here, you know, putting the cart in front of the horse here. Uh, there was the announcement of the wedding being televised um, of Gary and the person he picked, which I think a lot of us, I'm not going to say in the beginning of the episode, but I think a lot of us know who that is now, if you watch the episode. Um, so there is going to be that live wedding that's going to be happening on January 4th, I believe it is. I don't know if I'm going to do a full recap on that episode. I don't know if I'm even going to talk about the ep- about the wedding at all. This is the first time that we're getting a wedding in a really, really long time. I feel like the last time we got a wedding like this was, I can't even remember their names, but remember the bachelor who picked one guy and then at the final rolls was like, you know what? I think, you know what? Ooh, I think I'm going to pick the other chick. (laughs) Remember him? I can't remember his name, um, but I remember her name being Molly, if I'm correct. So. We did have a wedding for them, but honestly, in all honesty, I really, truly cannot remember a wedding since uh, Trista and and Ryan, I think is the same, right? I can't remember a wedding before that, after that, because like that was huge, right? For Bachelor Nation. And we haven't had a wedding since, and we're talking, this was like 20 years ago. So this is a big deal to have a wedding happen, but... I don't know if I'm going to be talking about it really and truly. What can really happen besides this wedding and seeing familiar faces potentially? So we will see how the how the episode pans out. Maybe I'll do a quick little episode highlighting my thoughts, but I really truly don't anticipate if I'm going to talk about the episode. If I do, though. I will let everybody know on social media um, after the show airs. Um, Of course, we're not going to be up and running at that point again until the 7th, uh, which I think is like a Saturday or something. I don't even know. So we won't be we won't be up and running again until then. But I will tell you on social media if we are going to cover the episode. So keep your eyes peeled on our socials to see what I'm going to be saying about whether or not I'm going to talk about the episode. Other than that, let's quickly hop into the hot goss before we talk about the episode. So there's a lot of drama that is coming out about Gary now because we've painted this picture where he's this wholesome guy and 
is he as wholesome as we think he is? Now, there's a lot of question on whether or not he is truly a retired restauranteur. I really don't care where he lies in terms of his employments, his job, whether or not he actually is retired, if he's still working. I don't give a shit because honestly, people who quote unquote retires, remember it's got retired at the age of 55, according to him. If he's, if he retired early or even if he retired regular retirement age, there are people who go back to work. Let's remember that I come out of a a field where, you know, some lawyers sometimes don't want to relinquish control and may say they are retired tiring, quote unquote, but really and truly they're not um, because they don't want to relinquish control. So really and truly, I don't care if he is or isn't working. Doesn't make a difference to me. Um, But what I do want to talk about is the other thing that came out, which is how very quickly this man entered into another relationship after the death of his wife. That is what I want to talk about. He met a woman whose name is Carolyn, that's all we know, with whom he ended up having a close to three-year relationship with, which began easily, uh, sorry, began innocently enough a month after the wife after the death of his wife. Okay. She is 14 years his junior and she was a staff accountant at the mental health center. They dated for 10 months and then lived together for one year and nine months. So nearly two years. This account is drawn from interviews with Carolyn herself. I want to know where. <laughs> um. But she, we're never probably going to figure this out because she's been requested not to be named to protect her privacy. So we don't even know if her name is Carolyn. It might not be. Um, so the fact that he started dating is not necessarily unexpected. But for me, it is because I, we're going to get to exactly kind of when he started dating her. The way he, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So he you know, wasn't cheating necessarily or anything like that, but the the image that we're given on The Bachelor versus the image that apparently is the true image of him doesn't quite align, right? He mentions on the show, as I think we can all understand here, which we've seen if we watch the episodes, is he constantly talks about the lack of a love life since the death of his wife. I'll say that's not clearly true if according to this woman, they had a relationship for nearly three years, right? So Carolyn apparently wasn't the only relationship that um, himself, as well as the producers of the show, failed to mention. We found out from a reporter from the U.S. Sun, reached out to a woman named Heather, who is a waitress at the Shady Nook, 
which is a bar that's located in Hudson, Indiana, which I'm, from my understanding, is where he's from, right? Um, yeah, it's next door to Gary's new lake house, for fuck's sakes. So this was so close that he essentially made it his bachelor clubhouse after the death of his wife, obviously. Heather Lanning Adams is her name, who no longer works at the Shady Nook, considered Gary her friend. She told this reporter that in the past six years, he dated a couple of women. They weren't all long-term, but they weren't short-term either. He was with a couple of women for a decent amount of time, but it just didn't work out. So this is a friend. This is not the woman that I think he had a relationship with, but what we're understanding is at least two of the women that he potentially started something with, he had somewhat long enough relationship with them that it would, you know, tell us that there's a lie happening here. We're being fooled. So back to Carolyn, it does bother her that Gary is kind of putting this image out there um, and also using similar lines and moves on the bachelorettes that he had used to seduce her. She says, and I quote, damn, I go to bed at night thinking of you and wake up in the morning thinking of you. This is something that he had texted Carolyn on September 2nd, 2017, less than three months after Tony's death. Oh God, for me, I know like, oh, he's widowed. He can do whatever. Sure. But when you've been with someone for as long as he's been with somebody and you have your children who are mourning the death of their of their mother and your grandchildren who are mourning the death of their grandmother, this is fucking inappropriate. Okay. Let me continue though. He apparently, after this text, is a very similar thing that he said to Leslie. Right. Um, during one of their intense sessions in Costa Rica, he had told her, I have to have you with my morning coffee. Do you remember this? I have to have you when I go to bed at night. So this person clearly has one particular line he uses on his women. And he just kind of, you know, shuffles shit around and sees what happens. My God. So. Then we kind of find out that we go a little, we go a little more deeper, I think, into what ended up ultimately being the breakup of their relationship, Carolyn. So Carolyn became friends with Gary at the mental health community in Davenport, where he was beloved by coworkers and patients alike. Okay. So one day she was packing for Gary's high school reunion. She was supposed to go as well. And this reunion was supposed to happen in October of 2019. And he apparently tells Carolyn, I am not taking you to the reunion looking like that. What? Apparently, Carolyn recalls him saying, as he pointed to her body, this is what he says to her while he is pointing at her body. She admits that she had put on 10 pounds. Well, I mean, fuck when you're happy, right? You know what I mean? But she says that this, the, the 10 pounds gained was from stress. 
but she certainly wasn't like overweight or anything like that. Like, right. So she says that the disinvitation led to the breakup between the two of them. Gary told Carolyn to be out of his house by January 1st, 2020. So call it uh, three months later, give or take. He volunteered to cover the cost of her U-Haul as long as she paid the vendor and he reimbursed her. To continue with how messy their breakup apparently became, she says that he refused to allow Carolyn to stay in their love nest during the final week of the two weeks notice. Actually, no, this was not three months. This, I guess they broke up closer to when he told her to get out. Um, so anyways, um, during the final week, so he refused to let Carolyn stay in their love nest during the final week of the two weeks notice she was required to give her boss before leaving her job. Okay, so I'm a little confused here with the timeline or whatever, but she gave two weeks notice to her job and this is what he said. He told her he couldn't stay. So he told her to go to a hotel. She tells us that it was the dead of winter and Carolyn struggled to get to her car in her walker. My girl has a fucking walker, y'all. Let that fucking sink in, okay? Gary uh, Gary was at her side as she was struggling to get to her car. So that's basically how dark and twisted it seems that at least that relationship became um and honestly i'd actually read this article pre how this episode turns out and i'm thinking to myself this is really fucking dark and is really fucking interesting to see how he handled this breakup this demise of this relationship versus how he dealt with the relationship with whom he lets go of. Again, not going ahead here. It's very interesting to me. I have said many times that I love Gary and I don't want anything coming out about him that's going to make me not love him, but here we are. This is where we are. And with this, along with how he dealt with that situation of of whom he doesn't keep, I am not thrilled. I'm not happy. I think that this man has... I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make me feel good anymore. And I really and truly, I would rather know everything up front. I'd rather not, I mean, we don't know, we don't necessarily need to know the ins and the outs of, of, of someone's relationship. Don't fucking lie to the viewers about what his life actually looks like or what his life has looked like post becoming a widow. So it's just, ugh. Anyway. Moving on to the other, only other thing that I have about Gary and to whom. Um, so he, as we kind of know already, like I said, we have a wedding coming up. He is engaged to somebody. I'm not going to mention their name, but we're going to say this. The, him and women who shall not be named until we get to that point in the episode um, is planning to start their lives together in Charleston, South Carolina. So they're going to be in a neutral spot. Um, that is not where she is from and is not Indiana. So I think that's probably for the best, honestly. And uh, yeah, that's basically it for the hot goss, what I have here. So yeah, 
this is this is going to be a lot. We have a full episode. So without any further ado, let's jump in to the reason that we are here, The Golden Bachelor Season 1, Episode 9, The Final Rose. And let's start with, with that. I'm going to go over to the that part with with Meryl. Okay, guys. So as promised, hi, Meryl. Hi. I'm doing the exact same thing as when we met last time when I'm lighting a right. spice candle. Yeah. Hoping that I don't light my house on fire and um, getting ready to talk some Teresa and some Leslie and some yeah. everything. Yes. Yes. So there are some things that I did discuss in my intro, which obviously the listeners have already heard, but I will talk about to you as well about what mm-hmm. I have discovered. There's some dirt being dug up about Gary. I'm yes. Sure. Yes. So we're going to discuss it um, kind of when he does the breakup, which we won't go ahead. Um, and kind of that's the comparisons from what I'm hearing versus this breakup that we do see. Right. So let's get into it. So in the studio, we see we have some Bachelor royalty. We see Zach with the girl he picked. I can't remember her name for the life of me. That is so funny because I was just going to say I always forget like the the day after their episode. What's that like, person's name? Again? And, is yeah, it Laura? Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, I was just going to say it seems like a Katie, but I think it actually might be Katie. Maybe. I honestly can't yeah, remember. I, um, it looks like she has a different hair color, though. I mean, I'm happy to does. see them school together, whoever they are. They look yes. they look wonderful. And we see Charity with Doughton. That's a name I'm not going to forget. Right. Um, so we see all of those people. We see Trista with her husband's name is Ryan, right? Right. Yep. Right. So we see him. And we also have our golden women as well. We have, they're all here who is relevant. We have them all Love here. Them. I, this, I really want to be part of their book club if they started one. I feel like it'd be so fun. I love them. <laughs> I yeah, love me all too. Of them. Especially Susan. But yeah, yeah, all of them are so fun. I love Susan so <laughs> much. Somewhere <laughs> in there, I just, it took a turn for me. I'm like, I love this woman. Yeah. Me too. And even all the April, like even the messier ones, I still would like to hang out with as friends. Like they're very, they picked good for them for also picking cool women. This yeah. uh, first one. Yeah. The the one thing that I was a little frustrated by kind of maybe going ahead a little bit is the fact that are we not going to get a golden bachelorette? Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there has to be. There has to be. Decided. Yeah. I, I just I don't I I'm hoping maybe they're still figuring those kinks out, but like I want there to be one, and I want one of these women to be the Golden Bachelorette. I'm I'm so no. confused. I feel and, like they teed up like Faith's story, and then of course Leslie and Ellen. Like, yeah, and Ellen, yeah. And even Joanne. I've heard people saying that they want her too, and I feel like Joanne's really active on TikTok, which is making people think that yeah, there's something that. But, I, mean, I mean, not necessarily, been, but I know that's true. I feel like it would have been weird, though, to announce Leslie. I know Leslie would be one of the top choices, but it would be weird to have her like sobbing. And then all of a sudden the next commercial break, like announce her as the new bachelorette. Yeah, but, I feel like they very rarely do like the top three or the final three yeah. in that mix. 
very rarely do they do that. Like, but they, it has happened. I do remember. I wish I could remember who, but maybe Zach. Was it Zach? I can't remember um, who it was, but there was one that was like the final two, and he was picked to be the bachelor. I just can't. I wish I could remember who it was. <laughs> you mean Rachel? Like in the Rachel and Gabby season? Because wasn't Rachel one of Clayton's like final? Rachel and Gabby was Clayton's final three, along with who he ended up going okay, with. Susie. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. That, I didn't remember that name at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking up like like great space in my brain. I'm somewhere out there. I forgot a president <laughs> or something. But <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm just like, uh, I, anyway, I, I, I want that. And I, I do want that for Leslie. Spoiler alert. But I, I do want that for her. But I, I don't know if they would just because she is she was one of the two and she seemed very devastated by everything still she did but she gave the whole spiel about like not feeling chosen and then i'm like oh this is perfect for okay get ready for, for like, 14 chosen. Times to yeah, yeah 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 i don't know i guess we'll see what happens but anyway we're also going to see a sneak peek for joey's new season as well I'm not going to really hash that out too much, but I'll say like, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, good. We do see some of our golden bachelorettes in there too, which is kind of cool. We saw like, I think it was April. I saw Kathy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who else I saw, <laughs> but I, did. Kathy. <laughs> I think Nancy too. Oh, yep. you know what? It's asking. It's asking. That's who, that's who was there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like they're going to merge. Some, I don't know. I feel like some of the uh, the golden bachelorettes are going to start infiltrating like the younger bachelor boys. I feel like I, I see it. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I'm here for it. Yeah. So let's get into the actual finale. So we're going to be meeting his family, his kids. So we have Jenny and Angie are his daughters. And then we have i think her name was charlie and what was his other one's name i can't remember and i can't read my anyway payton that's it yeah payton is his other is his two granddaughters are also going to be meeting these two women so Teresa's first and he at one the only reason why i mentioned this is because of what happens later but I guess because Teresa is very maybe nervous about mm-hmm. meeting his family, he offers her OJ. <laughs> we'll talk about my issues with the OJ in a second when he reveals something about the OJ. But yes, yeah, that was weird. Yes, it made me feel, it made me feel very icky once he explains the OJ later on. So we're going to hold on to that for a minute. So his daughter, I think it was Jenny. Basically, it just kind of wants to know, like, if he were to propose to Teresa, would she be all in? I mean, this is why they're here in any ways. I, I see what you just, I see what you just want to say, but this is the reason they're here. Like, come on. Um. So, basically, the the daughters, I believe, kind of sit down with Teresa first, and oh man, Teresa gives the example of the cupcake when he said like the icing's on me do you want to like lick it off yeah and i'm like there's so you many their faces too they were like Ugh. yeah there are so many th- examples you could have used and you went for the licking of the icing 
that yeah. that's what you went for. <laughs> like at the time and a place. And honestly, I don't wouldn't want to hear that as, as a daughter of, a, of somebody yeah, like, okay. yeah. Oh, oh God. Or that. Yes. Either. <laughs> um, and he so, gave her like a kind of boring intro. To, I mean, he's like, she's a businesswoman, but it almost seemed like, I don't know. I didn't really feel like the mad passion. Maybe that also that could have been editing, just trying to throw us off. But when he introduced uh, Teresa to his family, I wasn't like, I wasn't really feeling like that he was selling it. But once again, that's probably the editing, you know? It could be the editing, but the thing that is confusing, because obviously we kind of already said it, like he does pick Teresa at the end of this. Yeah. And it's it's like, I feel like his decisions when it came to this final three, I'm so confused by his decision making. Right. And we can get to it when we get to when he breaks yes. up with Leslie, but I'm so confused by his decisions that I'm just like, and based on what we're seeing in the editing, it's like, there's no way in hell he would have picked Teresa. Right. It's just so confusing. Maybe it is a failure of editing. That could be it. Or maybe it's his failure. I don't know, but it's so weird to me. I know. And I kind of feel a little bit for Teresa because I feel like no one saw this giant love story between them. So we're, oh. it's kind of anticlimactic and we're like, yeah. okay. That was I mean, I, I'm personally, personally speaking, I'm not excited about the fact that he picked Teresa. No, not me neither. I didn't want, I wanted him to pick Faith. So I'm, yeah. I've already been upset from then about his decision-making, but then I'm like, okay, fine. Then Leslie, and then this, and I'm like, what what am i missing yeah it doesn't seem like we're gonna be rooting for them as like a nation yeah i i mean happy for you that you guys are getting married and everything but i'm just like i don't know how much i care yeah (laughs) i was more invested in gary and faith meeting up again and crying like that was what really got me this whole yeah that was the most emotional moment i think and honestly the way he handled the breakup with faith was 10 times better than the way he handled the breakup with Leslie. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I'm like skipping yeah. on that. Like, we're, we're going ahead. Let's, 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 let's finish up here. So, okay. <laughs> so, so Teresa tells his, uh, his daughters about her husband and the backstory with that and how their stories are very similar. And you kind of see like Angie's getting emotional hearing this and kind of understand like there are so many similarities between their stories which is true that's the first thing i said from their date like their first date their stories are so similar and that should have i feel like their story should have progressed a lot better than it did but i think the problem is is like with seeing how she handled things towards kathy and the drama between her and Kathy, it was just, that's kind of when it went downwards for me. Cause I'm like, yeah, was Kathy not being the greatest in her words and what she was saying? Absolutely. But I also didn't like how Teresa was handling herself either. You had Kathy literally saying to you, can you stop? And you didn't. Yeah. That shows of just a manipulative nature that I just couldn't look past after that, personally for me. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think we said it the last time that it seems like Teresa would be someone on the playground that would like kind of tease someone, and then then when they push her down, then she starts crying, and then it's like, okay, yes. you, you could have started it too. Yes, that and that literally happened to me. 
Really? That were- yes. I literally had this these stupid girls in elementary school who wouldn't shut up and wouldn't stop bullying me. And I eventually got to the point where I'm like, I'm fed up with you. And I like slapped one of them in the face. Good. And then she cried to the teacher out on Duke. This was during recess. Cried to one of the teachers. And I'm the one that got suspended. Oh, my gosh. Well, she's probably listening to this now. Who knows? But I'm just like, if if you are, you know exactly who you are. And I'm just like, <laughs> first of all, like, she's been a bitch to me this entire time. So I'm defending yeah. myself. Like, uh, ridiculous. But yeah, that could, that could be a Teresa for sure. <laughs> That's a good new name for them instead of a Karen. It's like they're acting like a Teresa. Yeah, acting like a Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> but Teresa does tell them that she is 100% there. She's ready to get married again. Great. Jenny thinks that it would be great if he were, like, if he decided this is, this is her, this is who he mm-hmm. wants to marry. It'd be perfect. It'd be great. Sure. <laughs> I have my thoughts and, and my feelings. That Teresa, yeah, like, I, I do believe one good thing about Teresa is that she really is in all ways available to be married and, like, step right in and have a life with Gary. Like, yeah. I do, I do believe that. Yeah, I do think that this is a woman who has been married. Like, she's, what, 70, 70, isn't she? 70, 71. Yeah. Think of it this way. She has been married for most of her life. She had been a wife for most of her life. Now, wow. to me, getting married at 18 sounds depressing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but she has been a wife for most of her life. And I do think, like, once you kind of have that in you, it's kind of like you are just ready for whatever comes your way. And you will marry maybe whoever comes your way. And Right. Because you want that feeling back. And right. Like, partnership is embedded in you. And it's just yeah. part of your yeah like even me like i'm open on the podcast that i have gone through a divorce before and even for me being only legally married for five years i was just like i want to get back into i want to be not necessarily someone's wife but i want to be in a committed relationship again and you that kind of clouds things so imagine when you've been someone's wife for decades like yeah I do think that she would definitely be all down to to do that. But anyways, um, so they uh, leave after that. Am I missing anything? Hold on. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, I am missing something. So the daughters actually ask Gary, did y'all have sex? So inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, do they really want to know the answer? Yeah, don't ask things that you don't want to know the answer to, basically, because I wouldn't want to know. But he pleads the fifth, and he's like, I'm not I'm not answering that question. But they do tell him that they love Teresa, and then they leave, um, and uh, they're going to see each other later. But this is the first time on screen that we actually heard him tell her, I love you. Yeah. This was the first time. We hadn't heard it before. He hadn't told her he was falling in love with her. He didn't tell her that he was in love with her until now. And I'm like, whoa. I know. I feel like that was big. I feel like he he was kind of throwing out some stuff in the beginning that was like yeah. free, but I feel like this I love you 
like almost to me solidified that he kind of knew where he was going in this moment already. I, I do think so. But then that gives me the issue. Like if this was about you didn't want to tell her you loved her until you knew for sure you did. Why did you tell Faith and Leslie that you loved them then? Right. Not falling in love. In love. This is, I know like, you know, let's not mince what it is, but there's a difference between falling in love with somebody and just being in love with somebody. And that's yes. what he was telling both of them. So why would you do that? Was Again, his decision process, I don't understand. Um, so then we're at the night portion of their date now. So she tells him like she doesn't want to lose him. And Gary tells her um, that, uh, by the way, that uh, OJ I gave you, it was actually a screwdriver because there was vodka in it. And I'm thinking, wait, what? But he says, I didn't know that there was vodka in it until I tasted it. And I'm thinking, but you push the OJ on her. Right. When did you know that there was vodka in it? Because it was weird to me that you were pushing the the OJ on her. And then you I know that's so messed up. Because that gives me that air of, like, if someone were, I mean, this might be a little bit of an extreme, but it has that feeling of, like, someone giving someone drugs and a drink and not knowing it and, like, roofing somebody. Oh, yeah. It had that air to it. And I'm just like, wait. And then my other question is, ma'am, how did you not know that there was vodka in the OJ? I have to wonder if it was 100% true because I feel like, I don't know, you could totally taste the difference. I don't know. Oh, 100%. I mean, was this like a really watered down screwdriver that maybe you weren't too sure? But then if me personally, if that was the case, I'd be like, is something wrong with the OJ? Like, that's what I would think. Or like, why do I feel so extra sleepy now or something or like extra loopy? That's the thing because she literally says, oh, I wondered why I was like kind of like tipsy or whatever. And I'm thinking, you (laughs) didn't think to check the OJ. Yeah, that's weird. I'm so confused by this because like, again, like probably Screwdriver is one of my favorite drinks. You notice the difference. Like, I I don't get it. It's my first thing I said. I'm like, wait, she didn't know? (laughs) Weird. And I would be, I don't know, that's just, that was not my favorite trick. As, as we'll it see way not. later on, he loved to, like, misdirect with Teresa, like, even during his later speech and stuff. And it's like, why do you mess with me like that? I just would not appreciate someone doing that. Yeah, that bothered me. Because, honestly, I'm not going to talk a lot about the speech because, like, I, I, at that point, I was so done. I didn't care anymore. But that is true. He does, like, mislead her a little mm-hmm. bit to think, like, I'm not picking you. Why do I know. that? I don't know, but it's also, and I, I love men. I'm a big lover of men. But like, if the role to reverse in a woman was to like not ha- to kind of sneak either like a drink or if we were to do that to a man, I feel like men are men are such big babies sometimes that like right. most men wouldn't take it well of us exactly. being like, oh, this is like chicken had cannabis in it, or you know, like yeah. unless they were on board, I feel like they, I don't know, they they a lot of men I know like act extra like dramatic when they've been duped or something. Yeah. And, I'm a I'm a big lover of men, but, but all the men in my life, if I like slipped them something, they'd be like, what the heck? So it's always one of those things that it's just like, okay, if you want that done to you, then like Teresa will do that one time to you and we'll see how your attitude is. Oh, he's not going to handle it well, I would no. think. But like, that's the thing. It's like, uh, 
the things that it seems to be an issue doing to women, which I 100% agree with, but it's okay to do same thing with men. And I know like some people are like, oh, it's not the same thing, but, but it is the same thing. Right. It's if, like a little goop. Yeah. If you want a man, and we should expect respect from men, and we should be able to walk outside and not worry if someone's going to hurt us 100%, but then don't do the same to men. I, yeah. I, this is the part that I hate about this show, honestly, is when we do objectify men. Because I'm just like, if we did the same thing on yeah. like The Bachelor or whatever, we would have a problem. Right. So it why all is it okay? Exactly. Yeah, totally. I think we need to stop doing that personally. Let's just stop doing it all together. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, we'll come off our soapbox for a second. <laughs> no, exactly. I really feel like there's a movement of kind of, and I love it, of just women being like, we don't have to be treated like like kind of second class citizens. And, th- and then it's like just reflecting back, like, oh, is this okay? And yeah, and I love men. And then not to overgeneralize, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that would A, never do this in the first place, or oh, B, yeah. if they did it, be able to take a joke and be like, okay, I did this. Oh, but yeah. if someone like Gary, I don't see that going very well. If She's He's very like old really, school, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and I don't, I don't think he would. I don't think so. <laughs> which is, all. which is why, like, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, that's disgusting. I, my, my opinion of him really started to change mm-hmm. in this episode, and kind of the dirt that came up about him. I had only read right before I watched this episode. So my opinion of him completely did like a 180. Totally. And I didn't want that. I literally said, don't ruin him for me. Don't do it. I know. And then someone ruined him for me. So that's, we can't have anything nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, going past the OJ now, they do kind of say like he says to her you know billy kind of shaped who you are tony kind of shaped who i am and you know like that's important and not to forget any of that and anything cool but then Teresa brings up leslie in this moment and says like you know there is another person here i don't mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen if you're going to choose her if you're gonna choose me like what's gonna happen um and he kind of just says, like, I mean, I, d- I don't know what I'm going to do. That's bullshit. I think you did know what you were going to do, personally. Um, I think the meeting with your with your kids and your grandkids solidified that choice, which we'll get to. <laughs> I have thoughts about that, too. But, yeah, he says, I just don't know which way I'm going to go. And Teresa says that um, if it's not me, it would be hard, but I want your happiness. She says that I wouldn't want you to pick me unless you were a thousand percent sure. That is going to be like a running theme throughout their story now, apparently. Yeah. Um, and he says, I wouldn't make a decision unless I were a thousand percent sure. Cool. Her biggest fear at this point is the fact that Leslie is still here, which is fair. He, uh, she says, like, he told me that he loves me. How do I not know if he said that to Leslie? I'm thinking, ma'am, he has been saying that to Leslie. Yeah. And he said it to Faith. 
you you were my girl too. I feel like you said that to like five. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the only person he said that to. Damn. And then I'm thinking, like Teresa, you're late to the game. He told you he loved you like after he's been telling other women for like two weeks that he loves them. Yeah, (laughs) you're late to the game, honey. But I guess, I guess in this case, the slow one wins the race. I guess. Right there, you go. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's Leslie's turn. She's going to be meeting the family, and she says that she feels very confident in this moment. Oof. God, not for, not, not for long, but she feels confident in this moment. So she does finally get there. I thought she looked, in my opinion, I thought she looked way nicer than Teresa did when she met the family. We see yeah. Teresa in like shorts and a t-shirt or something. And here Leslie is in this pink dress and she looked, she looked like she was meeting someone's family. Yes. That's yes, what yes, it she felt like. Appropriate and beautiful and yeah, Teresa almost looked like a like a teacher at camp or something. Like a- yeah, it was. Can you do a little better? Yeah, I, I just all I wanted to say. Could you try? But <laughs> anyways, um, so she does tell the family that you know what he got my humor, which is great because no one gets my humor. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet though. When you finally have someone who kind of just gets you, and then that just fall through the cracks very fast but um she says like she was happy when she met him because when he finally said fuck she's like yeah i can swear in front of him yeah and i think there's woman he's looking for too he wants someone like a little rougher around the edges to, to me that's what Teresa is not that person, which is why no. I'm confused why he picked her. Right. Because he seems like he likes to have fun and not be completely like prim and proper. And it seems yeah. like in every way, like Leslie would be his type of personality. Exactly. So that's what was confusing to me. But she loved the fact that she could swear around him <laughs> and all that. And he's like, I just want to preface, though, that was fuck with an exclamation mark. Now fuck with the question mark. <laughs> Sir, no one thought that. Until you brought it up. (laughs) But anyways, so Leslie sits with his, sits down with his grandkids. She talks about how she does want a life with him. And she says like, he's a great person and he's so sincere and all things that she wants. And she, maybe she hasn't really had. And his granddaughter, I think it was Peyton, I think she actually gets very emotional at this and she's like i love that you're seeing all those things about him because i see all those things about him so i want the person that he is with to see all of those things with him Mm -hmm. so that's important to me which i totally get that it's understandable i I still have like i said 180 for me (laughs) anyway um so where am i at i lost my place (laughs) I wonder also, I was just going to say, while you're looking, if like mm-hmm. his grandchildren and children are looking for more of just like a cool woman. I mean, they're probably yeah. thinking how a person fit into the family. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they're not looking for like a new mother or grandmother type figure. Mm-hmm. And they're just probably looking for like who's cool that, that can hang out, which who knows? Like maybe when the cameras are off, I, I think both of them probably come across that way. But to me, like, I don't know, Leslie seems so great, but 
I don't know. My initial remember uh, the first couple episodes, I was annoyed by Leslie and a little bit because I was like, "Yeah, we get it. You're dancing like we, you're young and cool and dancing like." Dancing and then like, that's when the stand. That's when the dancing stopped. Yeah, 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 yeah. She eventually like the last couple episodes, and especially this one, I really liked her. And I'm like, okay, you do have way more depth to you. But at yes, first, I was a bit like, okay, we get it. You're hot. You dance. You are more than just a dancer from Minneapolis who also has sex with Prince. Yes, yes. It's good, yep. it's good to know. It is good right. to know. <laughs> and so she says, uh, I think it's, no, sorry. I think it was him. Was it him? Someone sat, I think it was her. She sat down with his daughters. I'm confused about who did what. <laughs> and um, she says to to them that like, she would love to travel because they mentioned like when he retired, he wanted to be able to travel with Tony and obviously that didn't happen. And she's like, I would love to travel. And she kind of like inserts that as they're still talking. And I'm like, let them finish, Leslie, let them finish. Cause we don't know where that was going, but anyways, it's fine. So she would love to travel. And she says like, you know, I do really want to have this forever thing with him she talks about the fact that he had mentioned about, you know, death to us part. And she's like, it created anxiety for me because I'm just like, I've never had that before. And it, that, that bothered me. And then this is when the, the daughter kind of shifted her yeah. opinion on, on it. She was like, well, to her father, Leslie seems great. I like her. My only concern is that I don't know if she is having anxiety about the process or what, or if she's having anxiety because is she really truly ready to be someone's wife? And I said, I'm like, where did you get that from? Because what I heard Leslie say is, I've never had a man want to be with me until death do us part. That has not been my choice. But that's how it's turned out. And that scares me because your father, your grandfather has had that. And he knows what that's all about. Where did you get from that? That I don't know if she's really ready to be someone's, like, ready to marry. Really? I was so confused. And maybe somewhere this is where his decision was made. Because I, you could see that shift and how he was just kind of like, well, maybe then she isn't it for me. Maybe then I should pick Teresa because my my kids are saying this. And I'm just like, why can't you form your own opinion? Yeah. Without your daughters basically choosing who this is, who you're going to be picking at the end of the day. Yeah. Later on when he said to Teresa that Teresa kind of uh, addressed all of the P- possible red flags like i know that he was talking about the, i feel like the red flags he was talking about that he probably saw with leslie was exactly that like yeah. are they ready is she ready for a long-term relationship can she really be someone's partner which yeah. i think yeah and i do think she'd make a really fun girlfriend yeah slash, like fiance you know and i think that's unfair of him to say those things because it's like it wasn't her choice to have according to her we, we don't know the other side of the story but according to her it was not her choice to not have her marriages work. She right. clearly was intending for this to be long-term. She had kids with these men. Clearly, that's what she intended. So it is not fair for someone to kind of be like, well, you know, maybe she isn't really ready because she has had failed relationships. Like, what? 
I know. If anything, that's we've all learned stuff from. I'm, I'm saying we because I've had lots of failed relationships. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm people with lots of failed relationships. Yeah. I'm like, no, it makes it makes me a better partner somehow. I don't know how, but it does. You learn from you learn. Yeah, yeah. From those moments and those breakups and what you like and don't like and what you'll accept and what you won't accept. You do learn from them. That's that's you have to go through those breakups, honestly, which is why like, you know, watching something like Welcome to Plathville and you have like these people getting married at 19 and it's like now they're going through a divorce and it's like you don't learn who you are at 19. My God, if I got married at 19, oh boy. Like there's a lot of divorces I think that happen around 30s and 40s. People are like, "What did I do?" And they they ex- are looking exactly. for the next chapter. Yeah, I feel like jobs and relationships. Everyone is on their own journey of like you could mm-hmm. have one job or one relationship in your whole life, or you could have like 17. Or you know, it's just it's like everyone is meant to kind of go through something different. Yeah, and I, especially when it comes to marriage, as a person who got married before my frontal lobe or whatever fully developed. <laughs> Wait until you're 25, 26 at least oh, yeah. before you get married. Oh my because gosh, I think about like the men that I would have married in my oh, early 20s. And I, I, like, did not... uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I did marry him. I did marry him. But it's, it, yeah, the thing, because the person who I was when I married him versus the person who I am now in a different relationship, I'm a completely different person. Right. I don't recognize her. <laughs> like, at all so you have to go through those moments so but anyways after this conversation he has with his daughters both him and leslie go outside they have a little conversation and she's you know she's like i really like your family and all that the the, the typical stuff that you would hear and he's like okay well i guess i'll see you tonight and uh then the awkward sets in oh yes and you we've all felt that before Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We know that feeling so much. I mean, you could. So I wish in that moment she had just called him out on it and said, "Like, hundred yeah. percent, you're being weird. What's up with that?" You know? I, yeah, she kind of was like, you know, maybe he's just really, you know, in his head because he says to her, "That's the thing." He kind of, in a sense, gaslights her in this moment because yeah. she can sense there's something wrong, and he continues to do so up until mm-hmm. he breaks up with her, and he's literally like. Oh no, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, I'm tired. Again, to the end of this, blah blah blah, like all of this. And I'm like, no, asshole, you know what you're about to do, and you're making her think that that's not what you're going to do. Oh, that energy shift, and I, I'm sure so many of the listeners who can relate to, even over text, sometimes you can feel that energy shift where it's just someone is like every day yeah. and consistent, and just like, hey, baby, and then all of a sudden they start talking to you like your yeah. HR or something, and it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's like we, and she says it so well. She's like, I think I've learned to read Gary through this thing. And mm-hmm. and that's the thing too with my boyfriend. Even if I'm texting him, even though it has nothing to do with us necessarily, I know when I see that shift happen, happen in him and I'm thinking something's wrong. Are you okay? Yeah. Like I sense that. So don't sit here and tell me there's something wrong when I know there's something wrong. You know, like, like, don't give me just a thumbs up emoji, you loser. <laughs> I, oh my God, my ex-husband did that all the time. Oh, all the and time. I always begin to look passive aggressive. I mean, it all depends oh. on the person, but it's just like, I don't know. Why do men do? I mean, I also get the like, okay, symbol a lot, which I don't mind. hate it. I hate, yeah. I hate that because especially if we're having an argument and then you do the thumbs up thing, I literally yeah. tell my ex husband, I was like, can you fucking stop? 
with the thumbs right. up. Don't thumbs up me. Don't K me. Don't do any of those things because I'm like, that's that's not helping. You're all you're doing is pissing me off some more. So exactly. Yeah. Want to piss me off more? Continue, but. But we've also got where you said he's kind of gaslighting her too, because then if you sometimes if you ask someone like, "Am I crazy or do I just feel some type of shift?" and then they're like, "No, no, no, everything's fine," then yeah, that's that's weird. I feel like I wish as society we just learned how to say like, "Yes, I need to pull away a little bit," or you know, like I need to have my own space. Exactly. It's God, and and then honestly, in this moment too, we kind of see like Jennifer Love Hewitt get popped up on the screen too, and like both <laughs> me and my mom watching the first time was like that, that, that Jennifer Love Hewitt, and <laughs> and we're like watching, and in this moment, Jennifer Love Hewitt was all of us because yes. she's like you just see her kind of staring like no, 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 <laughs> it's like right, yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. We all know it's about to happen. That's the thing. Um. She, Leslie says, like, once he kind of walks away from her, she says, like, his mannerisms are very different. That's not how he is or something mm-hmm. wrong. But she's still going to try just to go into this night portion of the date with some positivity. So we shall see how that goes. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to love shop where you can get sorts of different things whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself for solo play you can get things all types of vibrators maybe more kinky type toys or you can just buy what every person may need like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun like games or novelty things you can do all of this by going to love shop and you can use our unique coupon code reality t2 to get 10 percent on anything your hearts desire so that's loveshop.ca l-o-v-e-s-h-o-p dot ca and use our unique coupon code reality2 that's r-e-a-l-i-t-e-a and the number two now it's the night portion and this is where shit goes downhill Mm -hmm. so she says that um she just wants to think positive about their last time together before tomorrow with proposal potentially and when he gets there she asks him like how are you you didn't seem like yourself earlier and he apologizes and he says that it's just starting to get to him as kind of mentioned before he's just saying it's getting to me it's getting to me <sighs> okay uh, it's like the male equivalent of like I'm busy at work. My grandma's sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just I I don't like it because I'm just like just tell her the truth, right? Which I understand though. There's a show. It would probably be awkward if if he was just like, oh, I'm actually not picking you. I'm picking Teresa. Like I understand for the sake of yeah. the show, they probably have to draw it out and they can't have him just be like, sorry. Fair, but again, we have had people do that before, so yeah. it's just, you know. To save her from the embarrassment, why not? Just get it over with now. You're still going to get your drama. You you did. 
in this yeah. moment, you know. Um, but she says that she gets it. And just she's like says to him, like, you know, I, I'm she's kind of well, better yet, she's kind of justifying it to herself because she's like, I'm tired and I only have him to think of. So of course he must be tired because he has both of us to think of. And I'm thinking, yeah, but that's always been the case. So why now would that be any different? Right. Right. Like, I would think if he was going to pick her, he'd be so like cuddly and nice and he wouldn't be stressed out towards her. Exactly. Like you're supposed to be his safe spot if he were to pick you. So why wouldn't he kind of be a little more affectionate than he is? So anyway. But um, they cheers and they're smiling, whatever. And he says that he loves that she is kind of back to being herself. Why? So you can tear her down in a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Anyway, then she gives him a gift. And I said, Teresa, I'm going to give you a gift. (laughs) She gives him a gift. And it's basically this book of their memories together. She has, like, a picture of the first time they saw each other at the mansion. She has, like, the one-on-one date card sitting in there. She has a picture of them kissing up against the wall. And I'm thinking, wait, how did, who took the picture? <laughs> I know the producers, I wonder if the producers, like, thought that they were going to, Leslie was the one, and they just started, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, like, this whole time they were kind of getting ready for it. Yeah. I would love to know the, the history of the, like, gift to to final person ratio if like the the loser person is always the one that gives the gift or if there's been like winners in the past that have given gifts i totally forget from my memory when it comes to the gifts it actually when i saw leslie give him the gift i'm like oh yeah they usually give gifts or they do something fun or like whatever like to do something mm-hmm. and i'm like oh yeah that's right and Teresa didn't do that so it's actually unusual to see someone actually not do that at all whether you're winning or you're losing and so i was like oh yeah she didn't do that but like whatever i guess i guess it's fine yeah Yeah. but watching her give him a gift i feel like all of us were like no no we've also felt that too where sometimes even in desperation when you feel someone pulling away it's like you try to do more which always goes badly yeah which is like don't like if anything i'm gonna say this don't do it just let it go. You're going to yeah. save yourself, you know, some of the heartache that's going to happen. So just don't even bother. But like, and again, in this moment, she felt comfortable enough to do that because they were kind of going back to their normal stuff a little bit. And then he very quickly after this gift went right back to being very closed off to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so she gives him this and she says there's more space for more memories so, you know, it was it was bad. But then um then he says like it has been so much fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When, that was like very dumping. Like I did not see I think she had to see that was no future after that. After yeah, that. as soon as I think this is when Jennifer Love Hewitt also popped back up into the screen too. And I'm just like, when he said that, I'm like, oh no. Oh, oh no, it's happening. Cause like that's when you tell me 
I've had fun or some shit. It's just like it's like a pleasure getting to know you, or like I hope I've made you happier. It sounded like a, like an exit interview. Yeah, like oh god, it was so not good. And uh, he thinks. Oh, sorry. He thanks her for everything, and he hopes that he has done you know the same for her. But like he's saying, all this stuff, like just call it out and say it's not right, and then you can say all this stuff. It's like he's doing it backwards. Yeah, it's just, he's like he's trying to tell her. He's trying to put little yeah. breadcrumbs in there, and it's just like just just tell her. Stop with right. these breadcrumbs. Just tell her. Um, but she says, like, I can't imagine being without you. And I feel like she said this to test to see what he would say. Yeah, honestly. And he says. That's huge. That's oh, huge. I cringe. I cringe. Yes. I, I was like screaming at my TV. Yeah, it's fucking I love huge. Screaming. Oh, I spent all my time with you. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> that's oh, huge. Man, that's huge. It was just, oh, God. Anyway, yeah, he says that's huge. watch that back and cringe and get angry. But I think that will be good because that will help. It will help, help the healing yeah. process. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um, tough, though. And then it's just like, guys. Buckle in because this is going to get worse as we go on. Because then he says, uh, "So, is there anything else that you want to tell me?" Oh. What? I'm like, yeah, no. This is. Have you never yeah, broken up with someone before? Spoiler alert, guys. He has. We're going to get to it. But I'm just like, what is happening here? So, yeah. So he says, "Is there anything else you want to tell me?" And she says that she loves him, and he's like. I know. He can feel it, he says. I-, I can feel that. No, I'd rather you say nothing. Say absolutely nothing. Don't tell yeah. me that. Don't tell me I you can take feel it. Back. it. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I don't even know. I was talking to someone else. Yeah, because like the thing is, it's like you have been telling her, at least since the um, hometowns, that you love her. And now yeah. all of a sudden you're backpedaling and saying, I can feel that. What? wrong response (laughs) oh man anyway so yeah he says he can feel that and then it just gets very awkward very quickly in this moment and she starts crying and he tells her be happy what the fuck be happy oh my god i'm like no just snow to the whole thing. I'm done. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he says, I think it's time for me to go. The fuck? No, I don't know where you think you're going, but you're not leaving. Right. We're going to stay here. We're going to have this conversation. That's what we're going to do. We get all that sick feeling. Like we've all also probably had, most of us have had that like anxious kind of gross feeling when yeah. someone leaves and you know you're not, it's not fully done yet. And it's just like, ew, you just feel sick to your stomach. Yeah. I would rather cry and mourn the relationship then sit there in my anxiety knowing damn well that i know this is gonna go me too i feel like every breakup i've had the the week before the actual breakup has always been emotionally way worse than just like the actual breakup and knowing that it, it's final and like because once you have that information you could be heartbroken but you can move on exactly but it's those, a few days before we're like guys do act really weird and kind of distant and then you think am i crazy you know what's happening I hate it. I hate, oh. it. I hate the whole thing. And uh, he 
tells or, or sorry so he hugs her when he's leaving he's crying she's crying and he and she asks him is there something you want to tell me this sir was the moment to fucking tell her and instead he says no just i have a hard decision to make fuck you is what i wanted to scream fuck you you know exactly what you want to do here and instead you just sit here and be like no i don't you know no i don't have anything to say oh man oh anyway so he leaves we see him crying, sitting on the stairs, and we see her crying and saying, I am definitely not confident now in what's going to happen. Yeah. And she says, I know exactly why he was off today. And he says, listen, we have this connection. She knows when something's going to be is off. I would know the same. And he says, I have to go back and I have to talk to her. Which at least, thank goodness for that. I mean, at least. Thank God. Yeah. That was the only right decision he made in this moment. And he knows he would have been even more hated if he, like, dragged her all the way to the final and had her dress up and everything. I feel like that would be, like, even he knows, at least for his own reputation, not to do that. Yeah. I mean, I do personally think his reputation's a little messed up now, personally. But anyway, so he does go back into the room and he says to her you asked me if i have anything to say and then we get dragged back into the studio and he said listen to me you better drag me on back to that to that conversation i don't want to be in the fucking studio right now even jesse's like what the fuck (laughs) so we we do come back from commercial we go back and we are now into the really difficult part of this conversation so he says that it's been difficult but i made a decision and i have fallen in love with Teresa. well it's really funny that you've fallen so in love with Teresa when you couldn't even tell her you were falling in love with her until now i know for me if i knew as Teresa. That he said, I love you to both Faith and Leslie, but then not to me. I would be pissed. Yeah, I think that happens a lot with the winners when they go back and watch. And it's like, okay, 24 hours before, you really weren't sure. So, like, which one is it? Were you lying? Were you yeah. not sure? That's that's very weird. It's 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 so weird to me. Like, I want to know what his, wh- like, where is this decision? Where does, where does, why are you making this decision? And I don't yeah. want I don't want to go dark, but in my brain, I am going dark. With is it because Leslie's maybe a little too much for you? Maybe Teresa's a little more le- letting you lead is maybe the term I'm going to use. I don't want to yeah. go too dark, but like that's where my brain is going. I don't know, but I'm just like I just don't understand your decisions. I don't get it. No, and especially watching someone make a decision in the fantasy suite thinking, okay, either you slept with someone because you weren't sure about me 24 hours before or or you were sure but you still slept with them and then like that's yeah, it's a whole kind of human and yeah. Which we have seen happen. We have seen like yeah. Hannah Brown, for example, have sex in the windmill and then she didn't pick him. She picks another guy who 
was always there for the wrong reasons, but we won't we won't rehash Hannah Brown's <laughs> season. But anyway. So anyway, he says that he's fallen over Teresa and that is the direction that I'm going to take. This gets worse. So she says to him, so everything you told me was a lie? And he says, no, because at the time, it was the truth. And she says, like, you must have been lying to me because everything you told me made me think that I'm being picked and that's not what's happening. So you have to have been lying. And then um, he, uh, she says, listen, I knew something was wrong. I knew something was off, but we weren't off. You were off. Yeah, I, I love that. loved that. I was like, ah, yeah. I am not going to take responsibility for your fucked up decisions. Like, I'm not doing it. He says, I worked hard to get to know both of you. But only one of you is right. Oh, I know. I know. When he said that, I'm like, excuse me. So this was between a right and a wrong situation. Are you kidding me? And he says it fucking again when he's talking to her in studio. Does a little differently, but he says it again. And I'm just like, yeah, like Teresa fits him better or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, she only one of you is right. Oh. Fuck you. Oh my God. I'm like, no. I'm like, please stop while you're fucking ahead. Actually, you're not ahead. You're so not ahead. But I'm just like, just stop. But he doesn't, it, it just gets worse as we go. But anyway, he apologizes and he says, um, if I knew I would hurt someone like this, I wouldn't have done this journey. And I'm thinking, okay, but yes, you might have hurt her nonetheless, but there's a way you could have handled the situation. And yeah. to me personally, you did not handle it well. As, right. much, as much as you want to say you did, you didn't. Hands down, you didn't. Because uh, he even mentioned it was kind of like part of the journey that he heard other people like Faith and wh- whoever. But and we get that, of course, like there's going to be disappointed people. But it yeah. sounds like he really screwed Leslie over. And also, who knows what he said? It sounded like he said some like really big stuff to her mm-hmm. in the fantasy suite that we. I, I'm sure if we knew, it would make it even worse. You know, like exactly. And she says she won't tell anybody. But it's wow to me. The thing that I also found very interesting here is that listen. You want to say that you didn't think you would hurt anyone like this, or if you did, you wouldn't have done this. But it's funny to me that you hurt really badly the ones you said, I love you to, and was all seemed to be all in on that, versus the one you actually did pick is the one you didn't really go all in with in the same way that you did with these other two. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. And like, I mean, hell, you didn't even know what she did for a living until last week. And in this term, the day prior, mm-hmm. she, Leslie literally says it's been 12 hours. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. None of it. It's, I, I personally, I feel like we've had some shitty bachelors. We had Juan Pablo, guys. Juan fucking Pablo. <laughs> yeah. And yet, I feel like Gary's the worst at this moment he's yeah. he's right there because i'm like i mean at least von pablo kept it somewhat real right right <laughs> gary's like an older pretend Juan pablo who isn't afraid who who isn't like really saying who he is exactly and it feels worse to me coming from a guy who's older because i'm like when do men stop so never then 
because you're 70 something and you still are doing the same bullshit that we see guys my age doing like come on it's ridiculous anyway i'm sure gary would be, be like very lovely if you just met him and like he's probably a good friend maybe you know who knows but in this this realm it seemed like he was in over his head exactly so she's just crying at this point and she says you know this is my life this is um how it goes all the time she's talking about like the failed relationships and he says don't think like that and she says no offense but i can think whatever the fuck i want yeah and of course Again, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she says no one chooses me you're not choosing me um and she says like you made me believe you chose me you took uh, a turn and left me there left me behind basically and she says it's mind-boggling that you would tell me all night that you loved me and it's only 12 hours later you don't that's fair that's all fair because i'm like yeah how did this change so quickly you know and, and again like even though like for us the viewers this happened like a week ago it's really only been a day for these people like it's it just doesn't make sense anyway um she's like i would have walked down that aisle in my sixty thousand dollar dress and my diamond earrings, $60,000, that's a lot for a dress. I know. I feel like the dress better to, like, drive me to the place and right. massage me while it's there. And, yeah. Right. Yeah, not cool. Not, not that's too damn much. I would, have, I would be returning that dress. Can I get yeah. my money back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, he says, like, there's nothing he could say. Um. And at the end of the day, you know, she says that, you know, she does want him to be happy. She does like Teresa. But, you know, this is this is hard. And, like, you have to be, like, you want to be happy for Teresa, but at the same time you're sad for yourself. It's this weird thing. Mm -hmm. So he says, okay, well, um, so I'll see myself out now. I'll see my, sir, just get the fuck up and leave. Don't say anything. Don't talk. Just go. Just go. Jesus. Um, and she um, she says that it hurts, you know, not being chosen. Like I think once he's left, she's tired of putting herself out there. And she says that time is running out. And she said, at that point, I'm done. She goes out to the balcony and she's crying. So now we're with Gary and we see Jesse coming up. Because, of course, there is drama. So he needs to come and see what's going on. And he says that um, I took a good person and fucking broke her heart. Mm. He says that he hates himself. Well, you should. And he hates everything right now. He thinks that the only time that he has felt worse was when Tony died and that this is a close second. Sir, I'm just going to put this out here. I'm not trying <laughs> I to love, dis I love your anti-Gary. <laughs> I'm not going to try to discount that this sucks for you in the moment, but I feel like a death of a spouse, especially one you've had a lot of years with, mm -hmm. is nowhere near 
a breakup with another woman. I feel like there's, there's, there's that. And then like, and then, then, you know, like, like, let's put it this way. We're gonna put it this way. The level of hurt with your wife is in like California. And then yeah. the level of this hurt with this breakup with Leslie is in New York. Okay. Yeah. Far apart from each other. Yeah. With who you have kids with, who you've been together for like most of your life with. It's like, <sighs> you know, this person for a couple of weeks on a show and like, it's very dude, sad. Yeah. If I was his kids, I'd be like, the fuck you say? Yeah. I also feel like that might have been very manipulative on his end to have like once again you bring up oh you had a let's wife bring up Tony you. let's bring up Tony yeah. let's let's let me bring her up to make myself look better anyway he's like I'll never get that image of her face out of my mind you shouldn't but here's what I'm gonna say again this was discussed in the beginning of the episode but he was in a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. back in I think it was 2017 like he literally got into this relationship within months of Tony's death. And was in this relationship until the early part of 2020, maybe a little towards the end of 2019. And the way he handled this breakup with this girl was not good. We'll right. put that lightly, not good at all. So he literally said, like, oh, you can't come to my reunion looking like that. And I'm going to break up with you now. You need to be out of my house in two weeks and all this. And no, you can't stay here the last week. You need to go to a hotel or some shit. I'll pay for your U-Haul or whatever the fuck. And it was just like, clearly, you don't handle breakups well, like at all. You don't know how to be a human, a decent human, dealing with a breakup with somebody. It's like all of this. I'm just like, I'm done with you. I don't care <laughs> that you're getting married. I don't care anymore about your happiness. I don't care anymore. Because I'm like, the way you handled, I'm not saying don't break up with Leslie if you want to be with Teresa. Fine. But this is the way you handled it. I'm like, Ugh. And I feel like he's going to do the same thing down the road. Like, I, I, I don't know if I see him and Teresa working out forever and ever. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't either. If they actually manage to stay together until death do us part, I will be shocked. Right. I will be so shocked. Anyway. So now we're in studio with Leslie and, you know, Jesse asked her how she's feeling. And she says, like, just kind of watching that again, all the same emotions are coming back up. She says that she feels devastated. She fell in love with him. And she, says like or he asked her like what was going through her mind at that time she's like oh sad Mm -hmm. she's like i was 100 percent certain that he was picking me based on the things that he was telling me during the overnight date again we're not going to get these this information but i'm thinking spill the fucking beans i want to know Tell us exactly like what he what he said. Was it just oh I think you're the one or like you're definitely you don't have to worry. Yeah, I want a summarized version of what happened that night. You don't yeah. have to tell me everything. Just give me a summary. I want to know what happened. Well, we hope that she gets some gets that bag for it. So hopefully she's like writing something or it will come out when. Uh, I hope so. Maybe she'll wait till he dies. He most likely will probably die before her. Yeah. So maybe then maybe then we'll get some details. Mm-hmm um so anyway she says like i just wasn't expecting what happened and she says like i could sense that he had that wall up yes he did and 
he just kind of said to her that he was tired and um in basically just she justified it in her mind that it had nothing to do with her and had everything to do with him just not being fully there because he's tired Mm -hmm. so she tells jesse that you know she was so confident that she wrote her vows Mm -hmm. she wrote her fucking vows that's how confident she was this what the hell did this guy tell her i know and i believe that because i even think the producers i I think everyone thought that she was going to be like because she definitely wasn't front runner for a long time no she wasn't um she definitely wasn't uh so he or she says that you know he shot her up so high in her emotions that when the fall happened it was just so devastating with so much and that's fair that's all fair things i think we've all been through those and it's so devastating and the fall is so painful so she um does say like the women at like the rose ceremonies would actually say to her like what are you worried about like you're gonna be fine and she's so like with all of that plus the things that he was saying it's just clearly gave her this confidence yeah that she was gonna be the one and it just didn't work out that way so now let's head to the conversation with gary now in the studio and she says to him that she wanted um she wants him to be happy she fell in love with his integrity because of that his integrity and the words that was said to her she believed that i was the one you were choosing during that overnight um and uh made her feel confident and he says that um Sorry, I lost my spot. Oh, she says that she was blindsided because of what happened, which, again, fair. She says that, you know, this was his journey, but you had the choice to not tell me that you loved me. Mm-hmm. And that is fair. We have seen this so many times before that it's like you had that choice to not do what you did and you just did the complete opposite. It's Oh, nuts. Um, I think she articulated that really well, too, though. She did. Yeah, he says that um, the journey got very difficult, which is fair. It does. I get it. He says that I got caught up in the moment. And because he would get caught up in the moment, he was maybe choosing to say things that maybe he shouldn't have. And I'm thinking, common fucking sense would say that you shouldn't get this caught up in the moment where you're giving women false hope and that's what you did it's just ridiculous i hate that i got caught up in the moment um so you know she he says to her like nothing went wrong it was just better with someone else who Oh, I feel like that would think about. We would all think about that for all the time to come too. Like, what does he mean? How exactly is it better? That's just better with someone else. How about you just don't tell me that? Yeah, don't tell me that. God, um, he's like, I, you know, it just went into a different direction. Whatever, and 
He apologizes to her. She says, I don't know if I can accept your apology, but I understand what you're saying. And she says that, or he says, I will cherish our moments, but I had to find the person that I couldn't live without. You know, I don't think Trista said that to you for you to be an asshole to the other women. I, I really don't. Yeah. Again, just using someone's words and just using it to your advantage. Anyway, she says that um, she is happy, though, that he did tell her that he loves her because it kind of gave her that boost to kind of say, like, maybe I can find love and I can find happiness with somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's important. And um, But that's it. And uh, we wish her all the best, Shaw Robinson style. We wish her all the best. Uh, I, I love your like anti Gary rants. It's so cute and funny. I I'm so uh, how different from our last episode that we did yeah. together to this episode. <laughs> I know. I did not expect. I mean, like I feel like this this took almost the most boring, hurtful path of of how it was going before. Exactly. Oh, uh, man. But anyway, Kathy, I can't even imagine that. Oh. Man. Okay, so after the conversation with uh, Leslie, we go back to the show where um, you'll see kind of where my mind is at with all of this, which is, um, so we asked her to marry her, and she says yes, in the end, they live happily ever after. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but but do, I want to hear how mad it makes you the way that he bait and switched it, the <sighs> first like, phrase that. I just want to hear how mad that made you. So it, it, it made me mad because I'm thinking what is your end goal here? Is it to make her uncomfortable in the moment and then be like, psych? Or is it like, you're thinking this is cute and then you're still like, psych? Like, I I just, I didn't understand why he had to do that. Yeah. It, It felt like a control thing to me. Yes. Yeah, it totally did. And to like, upset someone and make them sad and then bring them back and yeah yeah it's it's kind of like yeah it, that's exactly it and again making it a little dark here but it's it's kind of like that thing of just you know let me let me show you that i'm the only person that can make you happy like you know i'm gonna bring right. you down but then i can make you happy like i i'm not saying that's what he's doing but to me i'm just like that could all be avoided you know, I, I kind of like though that Teresa kind of held it in at first. She's like, okay, okay. Like she wasn't like, oh my God, no. And she was, she just kind of, she looked sad, but she was like, okay. <laughs> Which to me is like, okay, I understand where you said like, you know, I'll be supportive of you. I want your happiness. But at the same time, I'm thinking I would still be getting mad though. Yeah. Like you can't stop me from getting mad. Jeez, I just, I didn't like it. But the one thing that he also does say here, which, you know, whatever is their kind of cute thing at this point is, I am 1000% sure about you, whatever. Right. So it, that's basically what he says. And then we see his family there celebrating them. Fun, cool. And what also I don't want to forget here is that they actually have like a gold, literal, I'm sure it's not actual gold, but it, golden rose that will never wilts and oh my gosh yeah uh exactly (laughs) um so that's it 
yay, they're they're engaged. Let's go back to the studio and we're going to have a conversation with the both of them about how things are going to be now. And um, Teresa says, I like season two, Jesse just seems like he's ready to collect his paycheck and I'm out like, take a vacation or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm good. I'm done. I'm happy. This is kind of because even like never have I seen a host not not him, not Chris Harrison, none of them literally have their emotions on their face while watching this happen because they know what happens. But I mean, even Jesse wasn't there when obviously the conversation is happening with Leslie, but it's just kind of like, you could see on his face, he's like, what the fuck? I know. It was, oh, I'm over it. I'm over all of this (laughs) at this point. But anyways, (laughs) Teresa says, you know, like my grandsons had to keep a secret and like not even my sisters know. And she's like, ah, like whatever. And I'm just like, you didn't even tell your sisters. Like, why? Why didn't you tell your sisters? Are they gossip? Did they also ask like what she's up to, like, you know, the past couple of weeks or who she's talking to or anything? Or Here's my thing. I wonder if this is like, is this true? Because to me, I feel like if I'm your sister, like, I feel like one of her sisters doesn't live close to her. At least one of them doesn't. But like, to me, I'm thinking if I'm calling you and I'm talking to you and I'm thinking, you know, like, you just had this experience. We just met this yeah. man. Like, what happened? And like, you're not sad as I think you would be. You're not, maybe you're not, maybe not showing happiness. Maybe you are showing happiness. Like, what happened? Like, how do you fake that? For like, we're talking like they usually have to fake this for like close to four months. How right. do you fake that? Yeah, and if you're getting ready to go to the reunion, wouldn't they be interested in like, okay, what role do you have there? Or and, the, and that's the thing because it's like, okay, if even like watching like the women tell all too, it's like, okay, so Teresa's not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, what's up with that? And and then, like, and then you see, to me, I would be pissed knowing that you didn't tell me I'm your sister. And then at that, I'm finding out on national television, you're getting married. Yeah. This is live. <laughs> this is this is the live airing <laughs> of the show. It's just, maybe she said to them, don't watch it live. But me, I'd be that person being like, I'm watching this shit live. Like, I need to know what's happening because you're not telling me anything. So, like, like, literally, I'm just, it just doesn't make sense to me that your sisters know absolutely nothing. Anyway, her grandsons happen to keep a secret. That's, that's impressive. Cause we know kids can't always keep their mouths yes. shut. So, so they, so Jesse kind of says, like, guys, you know, we kind of saw like this huge change between like pre-overnight date and post-overnight date. Like, what what happened during the overnights? And Teresa's like, Yeah, Gary, what happened? And I'm like, Oh God. I don't need to know, nor do I want to know. Like at this point, I don't care. And then Gary says, Well, Jesse, listen, you know, would you ask your parents that question? And he's like, I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> Again, <laughs> and Jesse's like defeated at this point. He yeah, yeah. He's like, "How much time is left here?" No, he's like, "My parents don't have sex." What are you talking about? I came here. I came here with a stork. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but anyway, so Teresa says that he won't tell you what happened. But I will. I knocked his boots off, and I'm thinking. 
no. With my kisses. And I'm thinking, I don't know actually what's actually worse at this point. Because it's, it's, listen, I don't know why it doesn't act. It didn't actually bother me too much seeing the affection that he had with like Faith. Yeah. And Leslie, it really didn't bother me. But for some reason, that bothers me with her. Because she is a little bit braggy about it. And she is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the cut to his granddaughters and stuff. And that was, that was funny. They were not pleased. I, I wouldn't be either. No. As far as I'm concerned, my grandparents don't do anything. No, never. So, except for maybe hold hands. I mean, mine are dead now. So, but, but if they, when they were alive, they just hold hands. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I still have three out of my four. My, my, oh, grand, awesome. one of my grandfathers died uh, a few years back, but it, it's, they don't do none. They're not allowed stop it <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah so that was that was that so then this is where we get the the season preview of bachelor which we did talk about in the beginning so we won't talk about it again so um then we're kind of back to our newest but our oldest couple and i said jesse that's mean <laughs> true <laughs> <I'm> mean. <laughs> So he tells them, you guys, you know, you talked about how you want to learn Italian because you want to go to Italy. So you're going to go to Italy. Yay. And then we hear from Gary that, you know, this is really great timing because we could use this for our honeymoon. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I'm so. And then this is where we find out that they're going to be getting married as soon as they can make plans, which surprise guys this is going to be aired live on january 4th and i'm like great oh my god i already said in the beginning that i'm not sure if i'll talk about this it definitely won't be a recap like we do with our regular episodes because it's just wedding stuff i don't really care too much i don't know how this is going to look if there is going to be the kind of like the behind the scenes because I honestly can't remember the ins and the outs of the episode that we have with Trista and Ryan. But if it's not fun, like I'm not going to do a full recap. That's for sure. Right. Maybe we'll discuss it. We'll see. But I wonder how that's going to work. Like, is there are other contestants going to be made up in the crowd or like just a few or like is Kathy gonna is Kathy gonna be there? <laughs> she's getting, during the vows. She's just gonna say zip it. Right. And that's the thing. I, You know what? I'm, I'm going to blame Kathy a little bit for this because was it not her that literally said, you might be the next Mrs. Turner. And yeah. here we are. Oh. Don't well, like it. I, I think at least this was good. We talked about this last time, too, that at least this was something different for the franchise. And yes. even, you know, I think even though it was kind of weird, it's yes. still good and I loved it. I think this is something we need. I feel like we need to have something for, you know, the 40s and the 50s crowd. They need love yeah. too. You know, I think that's something that we need to see too. But um, I mean, even the people that are even in their 30s sometimes don't get very far ahead because I guess we're still too old. Anyways. Yeah. So we, we need a little something like that. But I did enjoy this ultimately for most of it except for this last episode i did enjoy <laughs> this for the most part and I, I i did like him 
until this episode. And I'm just and the Hollywood Reporter article. And then yeah. the and then the article too. And I'm just like, oh God, we can't have anything nice. But um I would definitely watch something like this again. I want to see a golden bachelorette and I want to see one of our bachelorettes that were there. I want to see them do this. So that would be really fun. And yeah, I enjoyed this. It's just all, all in all, it's a good season. I mean, yeah, I agree. And I have so much fun with you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Definitely have to have you back on. Maybe we can figure out other shows you watch and see if we can get you on another episode. Yes. <laughs> I, I love I love this. This is much better than just me yelling into my TV after, especially when he said the thing about like, uh, that is huge about her wanting to spend time with him. Right. I mean, like, oh, yeah. So this oh. is better talking to an actual cool human about it. Yeah, because I'm just like I I I don't want it. I I already have to yell at my TV when I watch like 90 Day Fiance. I don't want to yell at my TV when I'm watching this show. It's supposed to be yeah. a lot better. Like, and go ahead and uh, and plug uh, your Instagram again. I know you did that for the last episode. You can Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, if there's if you have any people in Southern California, I have some fun comedy shows coming up. And so uh, but my Instagram is Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L, and then my last name is K-L-E-M-O-W. And I will be putting that in the show notes just like Thank I you. did for the fourth episode as well. That's yeah, good. yeah. Yeah. So that's We've it. grown so much since then. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so if you like what you heard, please rate review and subscribe to the podcast um and you can rate a review on either apple Podcasts or spotify and i have a new thing that i want to start trying and that is that every four or five star review that we get i'll read it on the podcast so if you want to hear your review on the podcast please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're able to rate and review. Um, And if you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to Reality Tea Times 2 on Facebook, Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast on Instagram or Threads, Reality Tea Times 2 Pod on Twitter. You can also find us on Reddit at Reality Tea Times 2 Pod. And uh, you can also email us at Reality Tea Times 2 at hotmail.com. And don't forget, you can find us on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. You can also subscribe, like, comment on there as well. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget that I do have another podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of different things. Um, we currently have, you know, this number can definitely change, but we currently have about eight episodes. Um, roughly, we've talked about all kinds of different things. We have a lot of fun over there. So please go take a listen to us over at Next Take Podcast, which you can find us at on YouTube at Next Take Podcast. You can also find us on our website, solo.to forward slash Next Take Podcast. 
And don't forget, we have a website and that is at solo.to forward slash reality tea times two. And we also have a discord and I believe that's reality tea times two as well. So you can find us there. Um, but that's basically it. That's all the stuff. Of course, everything here will that I've just listed will be in our show notes, all discount codes, um, special links to everything that we put in our ads are also in our show notes. And yeah, that's basically it, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software.